presence live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Praise be the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Welcome to another edition of Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Father James Gross from the Diocese of Fargo joining you from the near Southside Historic District in our studios in beautiful downtown Grand Forks, North Dakota. We are joined today by my classmate, Father Jason Leffer. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Father Grayson. <laughs> Father Grace. <laughs> I'll take that. Yes. It's, it's great to be with you. <laughs> on this, uh, yes, on this Thursday morning we are we've we have dived back into the season of ordinary time in the month of june it's the month of the sacred heart so we'll keep all of those things in mind but before we do anything else let's uh, dedicate these next couple of hours to the lord and begin with an opening prayer if you would please very good and i do want to call to mind we are in the octave of the holy spirit from pentecost and so we're in the fifth day of that too so we want to really be conscious of the third person of the trinity as we work towards the most holy trinity this sunday as well amen in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen god our father in heaven we praise you we worship you we adore you father we invoke your spirit upon us in our hearts our minds our imaginations our memories our ears as we hear in in the gospel today listen O israel Heavenly Father, may we hear your word, may we be transformed by your word, may we become one with you through Christ Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit in all things. We ask all this through Christ our Lord, Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, most sacred heart of Jesus. Have mercy on us. Amen. Thank you very much, Father. Well, our network is a privilege to cover lots of territory, including numerous dioceses. Um, there are all sorts of different stories about how our faith communities have been managing in the last uh, three months or so. Uh, I still remember very vividly that week in the middle of March and how so many dominoes were falling all at once, how discombobulated you know um, many of us felt at that point. And so one of the things we'd like to do with our first conversation this morning, Father, is to look at one particular parish in our diocese and how they've been uh, responding to the demands during this time of pandemic. So we have with us Father Neil Pfeiffer from uh, the Diocese of Fargo. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Thanks, Father. How are you guys today? Doing very well. And uh, first of all, just uh, in terms of... Um, uh, notifying people of full disclosure that's what i was meaning to say uh, we'll be talking about my hometown parish but i'm going to try not to uh, suck too much oxygen out of the room here so this is <laughs> this is our time with you pfeiffer uh, father pfeiffer but uh, before we begin here um let's uh, go ahead and hear a little bit about you can you uh, just share with us um uh, your background and and how long you've been there at saint philip neri parish Sure. I actually just celebrated my 10th anniversary to the diaconate last uh, May 31st, last Sunday, the Feast of the Visitation. So um, I've been a pastor here um, since 2016, so the last four years. And uh, it's great to be in a rural area. It's great to be in a rural parish. It's great to be with uh, good folks like the community. And the community and the faith and the family out here are very strong. 
So it's a joy to be able to serve, and that's why I always celebrate my deaconate ordination as well, because it is a call to service, a call to obedience, a call to pray with and for the Church in the liturgy of the hours. So, Father Pfeiffer, not you know, not only did COVID hit here, which put extra demands on us and unique demands, but you were also covering for other parishes during this time, so that you were quite extended. Could you take our listeners through just personally, like for you, how it affected you when all these kind of demands hit you all at one time kind of thing where it just, I mean, how, how did you even get up in the morning thinking about all the things you were responsible for or how you were going to approach uh, the demands of your ministry? Absolutely, you know, and many listeners probably are not aware, but the, uh, there was a, about 13 months straight where I covered, I was the only pastor in two counties. Um, that equates to about 25,000 miles of windshield time during that time, over those 13 months. And uh, there was four parishes. The commutes were long. My heart was saddened because of COVID, because I, I never, ever, ever want to give the intention that um, the church is not essential, but I understand why we have to do what we do. But the thing is, is covering the, the biggest stress always was in covering the four parishes was the commute times and, you know, to make sure that all the people are served. You know, the great folks of McIntosh and Logan counties, both, and being the only pastor, um, the commutes got rather long. For instance, actually, round trip is a two-hour trip. Round trip, you know, Zealand would have been an hour and a half, 90 miles, and Wishick would have been an hour round trip. So whenever I planned to go, it was always hard with scheduling. And the reason it was hard with scheduling was that, uh, when I was going somewhere, like, for an hour-round trip, how long do I plan? And then I always felt, you know, my flock back home might be neglected where I am pastor in the pulley. And that's why we had to do, we had to cramp. And, you know, I'm very grateful because not only my parish in Napoleon, but the other three parishes, we came together. We worked through it. Um, we worked through the process. Sometimes they didn't always get the mass times that they had desired in the other parishes. But I also did not want to let our um, our parish down um, to be able to bring Jesus to them, to bring the sacraments to them, and to continue what we normally do here in our own parish life. So here's the, I know it might seem like a trivial thing, but in a certain way it's not. The So with, with all that driving and all that responsibility, and there's a good chance you're not getting enough rest or sleep, and so there's there's actually this danger for our priests out there who travel. So what what are your little survival techniques of how you make sure not fall asleep when you're at the wheel, or what kind of, what, what kind of little tricks have you learned across the years here to make sure that you're healthy, that your life isn't in danger as you're driving back and forth, and so how do, how do you deal with those just real practical things to, to be healthy? Well, in the real practical sense, um, one of the things that sustained me was my prayer life. And, you know, we had a great uh, rector, vice rector at Mount St. Mary's, and they said, the, 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 la the last thing to go in your life should be your daily prayer, your holy hour. And I believe my daily holy hour sustained me, but I also know as you talk about the deficiency I did not get the um, exercise I desired every day. But you know what? You make the best of what you have with what you have. So um, the idea of just being able to get up, being able to get to bed, getting to bed in a, in a certain amount of time, in a reasonable time, was critical. Mm -hmm. so, so that you are well-rested, that you're ready to face that diversity. 
you know, I was expecting Father Pfeiffer uh, would tell us, Father Jason, that uh, he had a, a CD of polka music that he would pop into the, you know, the, the stereo as he was driving, you know, with the uh, uh, German from Russia background in there. Yeah, before we get into the um, uh, some of the details of what you guys did at your parishes with regard to this uh, time of the pandemic, if you can just share with us some of the heritage of the area, this uh, Catholic uh, heritage of uh, the Germans from Russia, and particularly the um, the vocations that have come out of not only St. Philip Neri, but uh, several of the um, former uh, rural parishes in that area. Absolutely. Bishop Kagan um, mentioned to us that the, the, he reminded me of the vocation heritage, and he always said, you know, one day maybe Napoleon will be part of the Bismarck Diocese, because you're actually closer to Bismarck. And I said, <laughs> Bishop, why was that? And he says, I've noticed all the vocations that have come out of Napoleon. Not just priests, but religious sisters. We have a wall hanging out there. And he said, I want to tell you something, Bishop Kagan told me. He says, uh, you realize you have the highest per capita vocations in the country. Now, realize we have only had, what, 750 people living in our community. Mm-hmm. But I dare say there are 20 priests that have come out of our community, and probably, again, as many religious sisters, to which Father Jim Gross is one of them. And, you know, Indeed. the strong heritage... The strong heritage out here is very fundamental because what I love is I love seeing big families. We have families as many as eight coming to church, sitting in the pews. We have uh, the faith is always lived. And one of the things I always see out here that I didn't see maybe at necessarily in other parishes is that Sunday when families travel, Father, where's the nearest church where we're going? That question will come up. Where's the nearest church? How do I find a mass? So the faith in the family life is very strong, and I notice that in the foundation for the children. You know, the faith and the family are strong. You're going to have strong, good, holy children as well. And I, I've noticed that, you know, even in our confirmation classes out here, um, there was a confirmation class. I won't say what year, because I know some of them might be listening. The bishop said, holy cow, Father, these guys are prepared. I, I tried to step up the questions, and the, the thing the thing was, was they're prepared. And I said, you know what? That's a tribute to the parents. The parents have lived the faith because they've, they've, uh, they've not only lived the faith, they've witnessed the faith, they brought their, they're bringing their children up in the faith, and I believe that is the strong foundation for the vocations that you're talking about, Father. Yeah. Okay. Um, so one thing I remember having noticed uh, shortly after the uh, public masses were suspended is that, um, and, and I want to give credit also to the uh, weekly newspaper, the local newspaper, the Napoleon Homestead, for the wonderful uh, coverage that they've had of some of these things. Uh, tell us what uh, you guys did on the Solemnity of the Annunciation on March 25th. That was a pretty special event for you guys. On the Annunciation on March 25th, we, we, uh, we, we had a, a blessing of our community where we took Jesus in the monstrance and we processed around the community. With not, not, you know, we usually think of Eucharistic procession with, on foot. Mm-hmm. Our Eucharistic procession was actually in a vehicle, and we got a pickup, and we, we got the, the other pastors in town on board to come and to pray with us that we be protected from COVID-19. And we took Jesus and we had, you know, vehicles that were following. Um, um, Wishick got a hold of it because of what the paper did, and Wishick wanted to do it, and so did Zealand and my other parishes. And it's like, you know what? I don't have a problem doing that because when COVID hits, we have to pray. 
especially for those who are on the front line, putting their life at risk as first responders, not only for them, but for ourselves, that we are protected against. Um, and going around the perimeter of the city was very moving. And, you know, I had, I had one lady come, and she says, that's probably one of the most moving um, professions I've ever had. She said, we as a family were in the car, we were praying the rosary. And it's like, you know what, the family, and it's like, we shut the music off. We actually took the time seriously because we knew the effects of what COVID was doing, primarily from the East Coast, from what was meant on the news. And so let's just, uh, yeah, let, let's just paint the picture here. So you were uh, holding the monstrance, standing in the bed of a pickup truck with a, a veritable parade of uh, vehicles following you, uh, taking a route. Um, and, you know, at that point, it was pretty early in the uh, spring, so it, it wasn't all that warm outside. So you probably had to, to layer up in order to, in order to do that. Yeah, if you saw the pictures from the homestead, you probably saw that I had a stocking cap, I had gloves, I had um, probably three layers under my cope and humor veil mm -hmm. to be able to withstand. And, you know, in North Dakota, one thing that's given in Napoleon is we always have wind. Yes. So when we went out, out by the cemetery, which is kind of the edge of the city, mm -hmm. we came in there. There was an area out there, and it's like, boy, that, 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 that windshield is biting today. And, of <laughs> course, you know, we, we do it for the love of God. We do it for the love of God and the love of God, for the love of for God's people. Mm -hmm. Well, I tell you what, Father Pfeiffer, we're going to need to step away for just a couple of minutes here to um, take a break, but uh, we look forward to continuing this conversation in just a moment. So please stand by as we uh, are visiting with Father Neil Pfeiffer and Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross, fellow priests of the Diocese of Fargo, are with you here. We'll continue this conversation about faith in the midst of a pandemic right here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College, and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. I chose Mount Marty because when I first visited Mount Marty College my freshman year, I could feel the sense of community and the relationships I built with the professors I met and the coaches I met the very first time on campus was really impactful to me. Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College. Experience the momentum. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. If you are experiencing depression, anxiety, or suffering, especially from grieving, how can you find healing? I'm Father Chris Alar. While you should first seek professional help when needed, there is a roadmap that can help you to live your life again, and it is called the Spiritual Principles of Divine Mercy. First, come to admit that you are powerless over the loss of your loved one. Second, come to trust that Jesus can restore your life to manageability. And third, make the decision to entrust your will, your life, and your loved one to the loving care and protection of God. Join us and learn more about how to apply these healing principles in your life. 
please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer joining you from our Grand Forks studios. A reminder that uh, we are going to be resuming, for us at least, the uh, Straight Talk segment at the bottom of the hour. So we'd like to just invite you to keep our number handy, 877-795-0122. You can also submit questions on the RPR Facebook page. And we look forward to hearing what you have to say and uh, uh, your uh, your attempts uh, to stump us or uh, whatever questions uh, about faith and the church that may be may be coming to mind. So, Father Pfeiffer, we're with Father Neil Pfeiffer. He is the pastor uh, in Napoleon, and we've been having this uh, very good discussion about how do you minister during COVID nineteen. And so, um, you know, f- for the listeners out there, you need, Father Pfeiffer has a nickname. His nickname is the Energizer Bunny because he never stops. He is full of energy, and he goes and goes and goes and gives a hundred. Actually, he gives one hundred fifty percent. Really, if you want to know, his burners are always on on fire, and. Um, so we have this whole we have this whole list here, Father Pfeiffer, of all the things that you you were doing to minister during that time. I mean, it includes things like um, drive-through confessions. We just talked about your your procession with the Eucharist for for health. You had a special Divine Mercy Sunday. You had adoration in the parking lot. Um, things you did with people who were shut in the nursing homes. But something really special happened on that Divine Mercy Sunday. Could you could you share with us what took place that day? Sure, and Divine Mercy Sunday, you know, obviously every year our parish celebrates it. One of the beautiful things is um, the confession lines are always long because there's a, an indulgence that comes with, you know, all the criteria, praying the chaplet. Um, um, so what we decided this year instead of because the people couldn't come into the church is we brought a flatbed semi-trailer in behind our school in the parking lot, and we did a vigil drive-up holy hour bringing Jesus out of there, and we had a choir singing the chapel to Divine Mercy. We did the Stations of the Cross through the eyes of Mary out there, and there was a lot of great response. Our parking lot was packed, which I didn't know what to expect. But the faithful had the energy and the drive to want to get into the building. And what they loved is that there was adoration. Now, one of the things that I did not cut here at all, I moved our adoration from our adoration chapel into the church every day. But that idea of community singing the Chapel to Divine Mercy in a holy hour format really moved the people. And, you know, there were, there were people here that came down from Bismarck because social media has got a great um, asset because people that listen in, I'm getting cards from like Arizona and California and notes of people who are listening that normally would not have any connection. It's like, how did I just stumble across St. Philip Mary? You know, a social media, and it's just like, well, one of the things, Father, that we like about your parish is we can hear you. A lot of priests, they say that are using the social media, it's like, we can't understand what they're saying because of the acoustics. Now, one of the gifts that I have is a very loud voice because I can never get in trouble when I went to the store with Mom and Dad. They always knew what aisle I was in. I just had to talk. <laughs> so with that Divine Mercy Hour, 
doing those stations of the cross, praying that chapel to divine mercy. Our parking lot was packed, and it, it's a moment of grace for our whole community, really, is what it is. You know, Father Pfeiffer, there was, there's was there been so much kind of emphasis on, uh, during this time of the negative, like what we're missing out on, what, you know, the things we lost, like like going to Mass, receiving communion, all these kind of things. But could could you give us, what are what are some of the positive things that came out for your people? What What are some of the things, like maybe Holy Week, where it wasn't the normal experience, but maybe they had even a more powerful experience because you had to make sacrifices to make things happen. What What are some of those positive things that came out of this for your people? The positive thing is that uh, some of the biggest positive things that I think that came out, you know, Holy Week was very sad. As a priest, you know, I mean, you don't want to celebrate Holy Week apart from your people. But the idea is the viewers. You know, I think on Easter Sunday we had 1,300 hits between Facebook and YouTube. We don't even have 1,300 people in our community. So I think social media is the first great impact that we started using the media to make the gospel message, and that's one of the beautiful benefits of Real Presence Radio. But the second thing that I found is, I've got people that are listening in from other churches. You know, the Methodist Church and the Lutheran Church, and they're listening in the Mass every day, and they're talking to their friends. It's like, man, that Mass is beautiful because they're not getting anything. So they want something. So we have other denominations listening into the Mass on social media. Now, that's powerful. And what, 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 one, of the, one of the great things is, is watching that conversion happen. Now, come true conversion happens, we know, with the Eucharist. It's what Jesus is doing. But I believe social media does more conversion than we give it credit for. Mm-hmm. And uh, in addition to that uh, impact of social media with regard to uh, conversion, uh, there's a, there are some in, uh, exciting things happening in that local community about people uh, inquiring to uh, enter full communion in the church. Can you give us a little update about what's been happening there recently? Yeah, praise God, praise God for all that's happening here. First of all, uh, Father Epler was on on a segment, I believe, last October, and I was driving home listening to Real Presence Radio, and he was talking about in Grafton, they were going to do 9,000 rosaries. I thought, why nine? Nine is the number of a novena. Zero, zero, zero is for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I was inspired, and I was inspired with things that were happening. And I, I prayed, and I discerned, and I said, I want to do this from December 1st to Easter. I called it from the womb to the tomb. And I challenged our parish to pray 9,000 rosaries. It's Father Epler's idea from Grafton. And what we were praying for, and I, and I said, every intention is... We need conversion ourselves, our family members need conversion, our community needs conversion, and everybody in our county needs conversion. And we started praying, and within two weeks I had three different people stop me, Father, um, what do we need to do? Oh, really think about joining a parish. What do we need to do to make it happen? And the Blessed Mother kept bringing the faithful. This year, folks, and I attribute all this to the Blessed Mother, there's going to be like 26 people entering the church here in our parish. Fourteen have already entered. I've started an RCI track. We did a welcome right, and hopefully by the beginning, the middle of August, we'll have the other group all in the faith as well. Why? Because the Blessed Mother, when we turned to her with confidence, and when I started to see that in the middle of uh, February, I challenged, I said, I want a second petition on our daily rosary. And the second petition was for vocations to the priesthood. Of course, we started in February. In the middle of March, I had a a guy is like, Father, I'm really thinking about the priesthood. I'm seriously thinking about it. 
What do I need to do? Why is this? Because the Blessed Mother, when we go to her with confidence, leads us always to Jesus. Jesus is always about conversion. And that's why it's beautiful, because with the RCIA track, watching the watching all the great things happening, it's not me going out in the streets and knocking on doors. It's by us praying. And that's why I think we got to lead by example. We have to turn and we have to... If we're serious about this conversion thing, we have to spend time in prayer. Father, that's such a beautiful witness and testimony you're giving. This is Real Presence Live. You're, uh, we're uh, Father Gross and Father Leffer. We're with Father Neil Pfeiffer from the great megatropolis of Napoleon, North Dakota, <laughs> hearing about the powerful effect of, of, yeah. of grace through ministry. Now, Father Pfeiffer, we're, we're in the fifth day of the octave of the Holy Spirit from Pentecost on our way to the Most Holy Trinity, and I know that the, you are a tremendous promoter of the Holy Spirit and, and, and that kind of thing. Could you, we only have a couple minutes left here, but could you give us uh, just some kind of a witness or testimony about the, your work with the Holy Spirit and, and for people and things that you have witnessed in your ministry through that as well? Sure. The work with the Holy Spirit, I'm uh, uh, the charismatic liaison to Bishop Fulton here in the Diocese of Fargo, and obviously we do put on quite a few retreats where we ask uh, people to come to experience the power of the Holy Spirit and to experience the conversion and to open up to the gifts that the Holy Spirit wants to offer us. And I think a lot of times the Holy Spirit is probably the most forgotten of the three persons of the Trinity, but we need to re- realize that the Holy Spirit is not is, is equal in power, is equal in power to the Father and the Son. It's not some subordinate. And I think a lot of times when the faithful think of the Holy Spirit, they think about, you know, the forgotten. And it's like, well, the Holy Spirit doesn't have the same power. The Holy Spirit brings all of us to the altar. And that's what I really love about retreats, watching the Holy Spirit bring us to Jesus as we offer Jesus to the Father at the Mass. And when we're using our gifts and our talents with and for the Holy Spirit, you know what, if everybody used, I, I think of a beautiful orchestra as an image. If everybody played their part, how beautiful the orchestra would be. And the same is true when we are in tune to the Holy Spirit. We do our part to build up the body of the Church, and our Lord is the conductor, because every gift we have comes from Him. And one of the things the Holy Spirit has led me to do is, uh, starting on Father's Day, we're going to start a consecration to St. Joseph. You know, we did consecration to Mary. We're going to start a book, you know, the same book, the same author that wrote uh, 33 Days to Morning Glory. Father Gately. Book now. Father Gately, yeah, one of, one of the guys in his office has a book now for the consecration of St. Joseph. And we're going to have a real consecrated effort for the men in our parish, but also for the ladies. Because St. Joseph is like the Holy Spirit, but I think St. Joseph is forgotten in the Holy Family. His role, and that's what we need in the world today, is more witnesses more examples of faith to inspire the faithful. Very good. Well, thank you so much for taking time to share with us some of these good things and be assured of our uh, continued prayers with you and for uh, the good people of Napoleon. Thanks, fathers. Wonderful. Well, uh, coming up after this break, we are bringing it back. Call in with your questions on the faith during our Straight Talk segment as Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross join you from Grand Forks and Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 